Welcome back everybody to pull up a chair and let's talk care. I've decided to do an impromptu um, podcast this week because it's Mental Health Awareness Week. I wanted to do today to talk about um, mental health and the impact that mental health has on many people. Not as a professional, but as a person that has dealt with mental health on a personal level Um, and for somebody who deals with mental health on a daily basis and so I felt it was important on Thursday of Mental Health Week to come on and talk a little bit more about it. My focus though of today is a little bit more about an initiative maybe I don't know if to call it initiative but or, uh, uh, of it being asked twice now asked twice has been around quite a while but recently in the UK we had a um, a program that was done by a gentleman called Roman Kemp who is a personality within the UK and he did a program about the loss of his friend who uh, died by suicide and he at the end of his program spoke about sometimes he wished he'd have asked twice and what he means by asking twice is that we always meet up with our friends don't we and we always say how are you today well not just friends but colleagues people that maybe acquaintances neighbors maybe even people we meet when we go to the shops and we say to them how are you today or how are you how's things whatever way we ask and that person might respond by saying i'm fine i'm okay and we leave it there don't we not that we mean anything by that but what we want you to start doing is saying how are you really how are you really the second time of asking because that second time of asking might mean that person shares how they are really it might mean they think they're actually really asking they're actually asking how I'm feeling they actually want to know It's not just a flippant, oh, how are you? Or I better ask how somebody is. It's not just a flippant one. And somebody who has mental health issues or feeling of depression or feels like nobody cares, when somebody asks, how are you feeling? They might feel, well, they don't really want to know. They don't really care. They're just saying it because they have to. But when somebody asks you twice, that person who's suffering might think they actually do want to know and they might share then and that's valuable it is so valuable so today this session is about asking twice it's about taking that time to go up to somebody that maybe you've not seen for a while to somebody that you've known for a long while to a close friend to a family member to a doctor to a nurse to the shop assistant to the carer to the resident to the service user to your manager and say how are you today and when they respond with okay fine but how are you really 
How's things been? What have you been up to? Draw those words out of them. Allow them the time to process that you're really asking and that you're really interested. Be aware sometimes when we ask somebody, how are they? Make sure you've got the time to listen to how they are. Because the worst thing we can do to somebody who is dealing with mental health problems is ask them how they are and not have the time to listen and cut them off. Because then they're left with those thoughts and those thoughts will escalate and will build. And if you've gone on your way to carry on with your day, they're left with those thoughts to carry on with their day. And their day will build into those thoughts that you've opened up, but haven't helped them. Not that you are there to fix somebody's thoughts, but you're there to listen. And sometimes it's all about the listening. For somebody who has had personal experience of a family member who died by suicide, Sometimes all we wished is that we'd had that last conversation. So we could have asked them, how are they? That's what we wish. So that we could have checked on them. So that we could maybe have prevented what happened to them. What we also wished is that people stopped calling it committed suicide. That's what we'd wished. Because our family members didn't commit suicide because it's not a criminal offence. It stopped being a criminal offence many years ago. It shocks me that it ever was a criminal offence, I'd just like to point out. As a family member of somebody who died by suicide, from suicide, from an illness, it shocks me that still terminology makes it out to be a choice. I don't believe somebody ultimately makes that choice to take their life. I don't believe it's a black and white choice. I believe it's turmoil, darkness. I don't know how somebody steps over that line. I'm not that person. But what I know is that the hope is, is that we, as the people looking from the outside, will be help, able to help before it gets to that point. And that's what the Ask Twice is about, is that we prevent suicide, suicide prevention. That surely is what we want. And with Mental Health Week, highlighting mental health, which is what we want. That's all we should be doing, is making sure our friends, our relatives, our acquaintances, our local shop assistants, our doctors, our neighbours are all okay. And reminding people regularly that it is okay not to feel okay. It is okay to have a bad day. 
it is okay to cry it's okay to feel that you're not coping but what's not okay is for them to feel that they can't share that's the change we've got to make we should be able to share that we have mental health conditions we share openly that we have cancer that we have dementia that we have multiple sclerosis that we have diabetes that we have other conditions that affect our health mental health conditions mental health conditions it's a conditions it's an illness it's not a choice it's not something we we choose to have it's not something we pick so we need to talk about it don't be ashamed of it people need to be more aware and people need to stop seeing it as and i'm sorry but these are the things i have conversations about all the time where oh it's attention seeking oh they keep on going on about being stressed well they might be stressed oh they're always using the stress card they're always using the mental health card because it's their condition that is their condition if you were ill with a an a disease with cancer you would say I can't work today I have chemotherapy so why shouldn't you be able to say I can't work today because I have therapy it should be that simple we need to be aware that when people suffer from mental health that every day is different for somebody with bipolar it might be the day that they can only stick their leg out of the bed because sticking their leg out of the bed out of, well from under the duvet is a success but also on the flip side of that it might be the day they go max out their credit card again another issue mental health is very complex and i'm not going to belittle any of it it is a mind field and it has so many complexities that i as an individual ha are not um a specialist in i am not i'd just like to point out one thing that i think everybody needs to be aware of and this is regarding feeling low if you feel low for longer than two weeks consistently so every day you have the feeling of low mood constantly I said I'm not a specialist but there are so many sites out there that you can look at and help out there things like um sane um which is a a um charity that's out there which offers uh, mental health support um and then there's mind.org as well as rethink um 
all of these you can find online that and the you know there's nhs charities there's lots there but all you should seek advice when we're talking about a low mood is where it's a continuous low mood because a continuous low mood might mean that you're suffering from depression if you do have that you can actually many local authorities refer yourself online um, and you just type in um, mental health referral and you should be able to find your local mental health service it, there might be a delay and, not, and at the moment it's all done via phone but just check it out you don't always have to go to your GP to get a referral so it's things like that to be aware of and to try and access as I say I'm not an expert in this there are far more people more um, qualified to give you advice on mental health and that can help you so much more but what I wanted to get across today is for people to talk about it to be not afraid to talk about it there's no embarrassment regarding mental health there's no reason to be embarrassed we should not be embarrassed we shouldn't be ashamed if you feel low tell somebody you feel low let them know so that they can keep an eye on you as well share that feeling so that they can check in because that's one thing we need to have, that person to go to, that person to check in on us, just a, a call or a text in the morning. And if you don't respond, then to have a strategy, what to do next. So have a plan around your mental health with the closest people to you. And that's a good thing to have. It's those things that keep us safe. So as a person who has not only lost a family member to suicide, I am a person who has also suffered mental health issues. And in the last year, maybe more mental, more issues regarding anxiety and depression um, than I've ever suffered um, with the pandemic. And interestingly enough, I think I build more I've built more resilience up this year maybe because I've done more research more self-care than I've ever done um <laughs> maybe not if you looked at my hair at the moment maybe some people would disagree with me on that <laughs> but um self-care is in the sense of doing things for me such as my bird watching which many people on Facebook might not be so happy with because constantly um, post pictures of my the birds in my garden but it brings me joy um, it brings me happiness and it makes me feel good at that point in time and it gives me a buzz actually especially if I see a bird that I've not seen before and I get really excited about it and it gives me that the endorphins build up in in my body and makes me have a high as such and that's good for me and it may not last for the whole day but for that point in time that self-care I've given myself certainly helps with my mental health but through this pandemic I have struggled there's no debate about that and anybody who knows me certainly within my family know I've struggled with meeting up with people in fact I've hardly met up with people I struggled right at the beginning to even go into shops 
because I struggled with the thought of having too many people in there, not about my health, but about other people's health. But also, the longer I didn't go out, the harder it got. And so, it was a struggle. And if it was a struggle for me, I know it was a struggle for many others. See, So for me, having a supportive family has, assist, has helped me being able to tell my family that, my husband, when I'm not feeling great, has helped me be with that. But not everybody has that. That's where I stand with with talking about it today. I'm not talking to you today about as an expert, as I said earlier on. I I know I don't know everything. But what I know is that talking helps. At the moment we're about to enter the seventeenth of May, aren't we? The seventeenth of May that Sounds like a beautiful day to, to, to arrive, doesn't it? For so many, you know, way, we're going to get out. We're going to go hug people. We're going to go, sorry, I don't know why I've changed my, my voice then. But, you know, we're going to go in people's houses. We're allowed to meet up with 30 people in the garden. We're allowed to do this, this, this and this. Yay, yay, yay. Not for everybody. Not for not everybody feels that. There are some people that are absolutely terrified of that thought. They'll have watched Boris, and I have my own opinions on Boris. They'll have watched Boris, and they will have been filled with utter dread. And you must not belittle that. So if you know somebody who's feeling like that, don't belittle it. Don't say, well, you've had a year and a half to get over it. I don't know why I'm changing my, my, my voice. I do apologise. Think about it this year. Some of those people have had a year and a half telling them that if they walk out the door, they're gonna, they could die. Or if they hug somebody, they could die. That's what they've been told on a regular basis. They've been told that all the time the news has told that you know they've seen news reports of the the amount of deaths in the UK you know they've been told of the amount of people that have died in the UK of of COVID and they've been told that their age bracket has been the people that have been most at risk and now, on the 17th, they're allowed to hug. So their family members are going to rush round and want to hug them. Don't be surprised that mum, dad, granddad, grandma, auntie, uncle don't want to hug. They might be nervous, they might be scared. Be careful with them. Be respectful. Be gentle. I watched a TikTok, the TikTok world, um, um, and I saw a news report, and it was one of the news reports, and, and I, I, this isn't exactly what he said, but he says, it, it, you know it's 2021 when there is a, um, a, a guidance online to tell you how to hug safely. 
yeah there's guidance on the line on online to tell you how to hug safely on the 17th of may that guidance includes it might be safer to hug your older relatives who are being vaccinated fully because they're safe, possibly safer than other people. Hugging people that are not vaccinated possibly isn't as safe. Wear your mask whilst hugging. Don't hug for long periods, so a quick hug. Don't hug face to face. Make sure your face is away from the person you're hugging. So try not to hug. And things like that. Now isn't that interesting? So you can hug, but don't hug. It's all that information, isn't it? And that's the other thing. People struggle with mental health when information is so confusing. When information is... Do this, but don't do this. Do this, but... Oh, no, no, actually don't. Let's change it. This last year and a half has caused so much more mental health in so many more people that we do not know the impact that this has had. We have a population of young people that are nervous to be in group of people. So our, our, our teenagers, that's what I'm talking about that don't want to be in groups, that have lost groups of friends, that are impacted because they haven't had that social interaction. Okay, yes, I realise many of you will be shouting at the screen. They've had it online. It's not the same. It's going to have an impact, and it's going to have an impact for a long time. Let's not diminish this. We need to have it at the same level of physical conditions. It should be seen on par with physical conditions. You cannot have good physical health and bad mental health. They work together. They are together. They, they, having good physical health means good mental health. Having good mental health means good physical health. They, they're together. And I'm sorry, I sound like I'm on my soapbox. And I don't mean to be, but I find it that we need to be so more aware that we need to talk about it. And I know I started off talking about asking twice. It's true. Ask the questions. Pick up the phone today and just call somebody you haven't spoken to for a while. Text somebody. Notice what somebody's... Um, posting on Facebook maybe at an unusual time and oddly I noticed that just now uh, that somebody posted late so I'm about to contact somebody that I know um, who posted uh, late at night and in fact I'm going to read what this gentleman posted and I hope he doesn't mind but he posted this today was a difficult day said Pooh there was a pause do you want to talk about it? asked Piglet. No, said Pooh, after a bit. No, I don't think I do. That's okay, said Piglet, and he came and sat, sat beside his friend. What are you doing? asked Pooh. Nothing really, said Piglet. Only, I know what difficult days are like. 
I quite often don't feel like talking about it on my difficult day either. But goodness, continued Piglet, difficult days are so much easier when you know you've got someone there for you. And always be here for you. I'll always be here for you, Pooh. And as Pooh sat there, working through on his head his difficult day, while the solid, reliable Piglet sat next to him quietly, swinging his little legs, he thought that his best friend had never been more right by A.A. Milne. And it's true. Sometimes you don't have to say anything, but being there is enough. So be there for somebody. Be that person. Ask twice. So thank you for joining us on Mental Health Awareness Week. And join us again on Pull Up A Chair and Let's Talk Care. Look after each other. Remember to ask twice. See you again soon. Well, actually, hear from me again soon. Take care.